0: That much respect needs that strong of boundaries. And she talks about that our children are seeking to know that they have strong leaders in the house. And just like if you were in the dark crossing a bridge, you would find your way to the railing so that you could feel safe. Mm -hmm. And kids are in the dark in this world initially, and they're trying to find their place, and they want to know where they're bound. And I've heard that before, but in this scenario, it made sense. I could see it that... I wasn't showing strong leadership in the house, and I was misunderstanding that strong leadership meant that I win the battles.
1: Welcome back into the DC 360 podcast, where we talk about life. In the form of, you know, whatever it shows up. I'm going to be honest with you. But mostly it's parenting. I'm going to be 100 with you. Them little boogers get me every time. And today I've got my friend and homegirl, Demi McConkie on. She is a life coach. She really specializes in business and business culture. And what we're going to talk about today, it's going to be an interesting one. Because A, I'm interested in from a coaching standpoint and how to attract more clients. But as we were sitting here talking, we were like, yo, how interesting is it that we have to enroll our children in everyday activities yet it's totally different. So Demi is a mother. She is a wife. She, she does it all. Let's just be honest. Um, But more than that, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got other podcasts with Dibby. So like, if you don't know who she is, go check those podcasts out. Um, but she is an amazing soul and I'm just so thankful to have you here today mm-hmm. and to be sitting in the same space with you. Like, uh, how is that even possible? It's so
0: right? dreamy. It's so nice. Like, I just, yeah, that's what I love about life. You just never know where it's going to take you. We could have never fathomed when we met that we would be sitting here in my in in my little office kitchen and you know like face to face and yeah
1: we would never have imagined that this would have happened like when we were like sitting in Michael Neal's like white we we met through um, emerging voices which is a Michael Neal course if you have n- no idea who that guy is like you have got to check him out um he changed my life and I'm assuming Am he changed I yours exponentially. yeah
0: exponentially hundred percent
1: and it's like we keep seeing things on a deeper and deeper level. Um, so definitely check him out. His podcast is called Caffeine for the Soul, if you've not checked that out. Um, but the reason why I bring that up is we were sitting in Michael's house for about a week. And we went through the emotion of gambits, right? We had to write a paper about um, ourselves. We had to speak. We had to, like, interact. And everybody in this group were, like, leaders in their field, right? Like, um, yeah just leaders in their field and i'm i'm sitting in the room like oh, how did i even get in here you know just looking at these people and just like smiling my way through it and then just to sit here in front of her right now it's like um in the universe like look this is the this is the podcast right here in a nutshell in the universe like we do not know what's going to happen we just know when we show up something's going to happen right so me and Demi decided to sit down today and just see what comes up and just share a regular conversation that we would normally have. And mm. yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'm also noticing what a nice voice you have. <laughs> I love, I love your voice. Like I think it's so. Oh, yeah.
1: So Demi, just tell just tell us what's coming up fresh for you. What, what's yeah. in your world, what's showing up?
0: Well, um, I'm very aware of the people upstairs jumping. I hope that's not too distracting. but it won't um, be at all. Okay, cool. Um, and I, you know, on the enrolling kids, I actually think it's less enrolling them and enrolling us. Whoa. To listen, to dispel our beliefs, our opinions, our judgments, our assumptions. Um they don't need any enrolling. They are like, they show up fully engaged, fully present masters in their own world. Like they are, you know, they, I think, I think the idea, and I know that I probably was, I was the one that said that, oh yeah, enrollment, we got to enroll our kids. But I think it's, um, the idea that we need to enroll them, I think has caused most of this, my suffering Mm. as a parent, Mm -hmm. Because I think my way's right. I think I know more than them. I think that when they do something wrong, I have thought, I mean, in the past, like I've seen through this, which has changed it. But in the past, when they would do something that I didn't want them to do again, I thought that their lesson for that had to come out of my mouth.
1: Mm. Mm. Tell me how that changed.
0: Well, let me tell you what happened when the lesson had to come out of my mouth. Okay,
1: yes, please, please give give it all to me. Oh I mean, my gosh, don't when, let me. When, skip when, ahead.
0: It, you know, they tune. They became masters at tuning out because they they just intuitively their wisdom is like this is not about me. This is about her, <laughs> and they just know not to listen to it as they should, because when I when I am trying to give them the lesson and make sure that they don't act that way and do that then i what well, i'm putting my reaction to it into the space and i'm bigger than them not i like i have you know so it's like i make the whole mistake about me and i'm interfering with their wisdom letting them just pick up on the subtleties to to notice
1: yeah So what you're talking about, actually, um, you know, it's a whole experience since the last time I saw you, right? The last time I saw you, it was like, I'm in my head about what I should do about things. It's always how I am. So my son uh, wakes up from a short nap in the car, and he's just like yelling. And I'm like, yo, we got to get to the bathroom, bro, because I know he ain't been. So I'm like, I do not want you to pee on the floor. So I'm like, yo, we got to get to the bathroom, but he's in another world. Like he's still kind of asleep, but just standing up and he's just yelling. Like, ah! Ah! Purple cross stuff, three and a half. It's weird. <laughs> uh, but it's not at the same time. So like I get to a point where I'm like, I don't know what to do. Courtney comes upstairs, she starts um trying to talk to him and stuff, and he just stand-like so we get him to stand up somehow, but he doesn't want to be pushed, touched, he did nothing, right? He just pees right there in the middle of the floor. Just, and I thought I had done good because I didn't say nothing to him about the peeing in the middle of the floor, right? Like, oh, uh, he, he's still yelling though, right? We get him in front of the bathroom. He's like, I don't want to sit on the toilet. I don't want, like, he's just yelling though. Oh. And it got to a point where I just yelled at him. I was like, ah! And somewhere in there, I started making some faces trying to be like goofy a little bit. And so I'm like, ah! ah! That kind of thing, right? And I'll tell Courtney later, she's like, yeah, you making faces and yelling is not playful at all. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right about that, huh? And I'm like, okay, all right. I made the mistake. Didn't give myself a hard time about the mistake, right? Yeah. But I now recognize, okay, you probably shouldn't yell at your son when he's been yelling for 30 minutes and he doesn't know what's going on. Probably shouldn't do it. No matter if you're trying to make a joke of it or not, right? A couple days later. Demi, he wakes up from a nap and he's yelling. Just yelling. Demi's yelling. Messing with people. <laughs> and it's just like... It's this fine line of like, I want to be loving, kid. I really do. But you're getting on my nerves. And if you're getting on my nerves as a human being, you're getting on another human being's nerves, right? Like, And like I know it's not my job, Demi, to like fix him in that way. But at the same time, look, you're getting on my nerves, kid. So... I don't yell at him. I'm just trying to be loving, right? Like, whatever that means, mm-hmm. like, loving, right? Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me do that. And, um, yeah, I pick him up, carry him downstairs. And I recognize when I picked him up, it was, like, kind of like a, you going to do what I say, boy. <laughs> and I carry him downstairs. He's
0: like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go.
1: And we but get, I'm not going to yell. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not yelling at you, bro. I pick him up. But by the time we get to the room, I sit him down. And I'm like, yo, let's play. Like he's got his toys, and like we're sitting in the floor, and like it's like playing. And he's like, I love you, daddy. Like one minute he's yelling like, ain't no tomorrow, and then the next minute, yeah. Jimmy,
0: I, know. I know, I know, I know, I you know, Danny, I don't speak kid. I find most adults <laughs> don't speak kid. <laughs> and one of you know one of the my biggest mistakes. Is not knowing that i didn't speak kid Mm -hmm. they speak in screams and tantrums and um even i hate yous and i wish you were dads and like but they it's like my biggest mistake in parenting was actually listening to their words and not what was behind the words You know so my think human thinking my conditioning and my assumptions and beliefs and opinions and i mean i can you know and this is like i am no expert in this like when you said talk about parenting i'm like okay i have less that i know about this but more curiosities exactly and and i know i have i'm very well experienced in what doesn't work yeah the same. But it is like, but it that is what's starting to kind of with, if you stay curious in it I see, it, yeah. and, um, you know, what I've always intuitively, I, me- I remember the first time I spanked my daughter for hitting, mm. I like spanked her saying, stop hitting.
1: yeah 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 yeah. yes
0: and I was like oh my gosh that has to be so confusing for you it was confusing for me it was so weird and I you know I I just made a commitment to never spank my children even though I was spanked as a kid and had the bell like experiences and all the wooden spoon you know but our parents didn't know better either they thought they were doing right and I can feel that I have that same kind of programming in me that if my kid pees on the floor, if I don't rub his nose in it and put him outside, he's going to keep peeing on the floor. He'll keep peeing on the floor. And when he is 25 years old, he's not going to be able to get married because nobody wants to marry a man that wants to pee on the floor. He's still
1: peeing on the floor. He's still
0: peeing on the floor. <laughs> and it was my fault because I didn't teach him.
1: <laughs> I should have said something when he was three and a half about him peeing on the floor. I didn't. It slipped. Now he's 25 can't get away.
0: so there's there's just this so predominant like my husband and I would like really like we butt heads a lot too because one of us might be able to be more patient in one moment when the other wasn't and it's really easy to see that the other one is being disrespectful but we both have patterns of being disres of disrespectful parenting because you know and, and I think all parents well-meaning and loving every parent wants to be respectful and give their kids everything they possibly can yeah. and i think that's probably where we start tripping over our toes as we're trying so hard and but and so i think everybody wants to be respectful and loving as a parent but one they we don't know how yeah. two we're not in that we're in the habit of not doing it yeah. doing something different and and three we just haven't seen it modeled mm. In a way that actually seems like it's working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, when my husband and I were really at odds, like I knew that I knew that I didn't want to hit. Time out felt weird to me too. Like it felt, I was teaching conditional love and that didn't make sense yeah. to like when he is most upset and needs help the most, I'm going to send you away from me. Yeah,
1: get in a closet. <laughs> yeah,
0: go away, go away. Let me close the door. And, and I did all of that though because yeah. I didn't know what else to do. Same. But my... Um, but my husband would see my parenting as being very passive okay, and its and there was what I was doing is as i was I was being as respectful and loving as I could, but I didn't know how to keep firm boundaries mm. so the kids were actually acting out more, looking for their boundaries, yeah, and my husband was observing it like you're being too passive, so then he would try to he would be try to be more stern,
1: uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: And then I would judge him for that. Yeah. And like, oh, it was just a bloody mess. It was just like not fun.
1: Jimmy, just, the reason why I have you on the podcast is because I believe you just like me, is on. we're on the cutting edge of parenting, right? Like in a way, right? Like The last generation was like, spare the rod, spoil the child. <laughs> right, that's everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember <coughs> I said that to my mom the other day. I said... Well, it was probably a year ago now. I was like, yeah, you, you taught me spare the rod, for the child. She's like, oh yeah, we was wrong. She <laughs> said we was wrong. You know? And so like this type of parenting is not easy. Oh my right? gosh. It is it's not. Like, it's easy to slap your kid upside the head. Yeah. Right? The hard part is, is like, I then have to, I have a conscience in a way. And I'm like, well, like yeah. how you just said, I just slapped you upside the head, tell you not to hit. How does that go together. Yeah. That's how come our kids don't trust us. Yeah. It's what I, because I, we came to that same conclusion, like me and Courtney, um, we were, it, it happens so easy, right? I take a step away from the kids. She's interacting with the kids. She just got off work. She's busy uh, minded and because she's still thinking about work, but she's like, okay, I'm getting with my kids. Uh, we gonna cook. We got to do this. And they just bothering her. And she like goes overboard, right? Like, just a half a tick, and I'm like outside. I'm like, I gotta go. Oh, 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 let me go outside real quick. Because what I recognize is like she would not do that if she wasn't in in that space,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Like, mm-hmm. and I, I like this is so the cool thing about parenting together with somebody versus alone. Because I've done that too, right? Mm-hmm. Is like been separated from my kid and not been able to have these kind of conversations mm-hmm. that we're talking about right now. So it's like. On the one hand, I get like parenting is like probably the most difficult thing, right? Yeah. Like, but at the same time, it's actually like the most effortless learning experience I've ever had. Once I recognize who the teacher was, yeah, it ain't me.
0: Totally, <laughs> totally. You know what? What it's funny. The day that that was not that long ago that things really took a turn for me was like. One of the worst parenting moments I've had with my son. Mm. We probably stayed up too late the night before. Didn't probably didn't sleep well. Getting up, trying to get ready for school. My husband was out of town, and and my hus- or my son is a little bit OCD. Like he has to have things his way, or he gets upset. And not to put a label on him, but you know it's um, but he uh, he had his um, pancake that I made for him. And he likes to eat on the floor by the heat vent. He's eating there and he flips his plate and his pancake falls on the floor. I come over and get it and and he wants a new one. He won't eat it. And I said, Jameson, it's fine. We don't it was a warmed up one, so I didn't have any more or time to make another one. So I dug my heels in. You will eat this. I don't want that. Sorry, I have none, none other. It got into a screaming match, Danny, where I was like, I turned into a four year old. Yeah. Like, and I was like having my tantrum, right? And it was, it felt so horrible inside. Like, it felt so horrible. But what was going on in my head at the time was if I don't win this, it is going to get harder and harder with him. That was my come from. But as we drove to school, I the feeling was just devastating inside of me. Like it was something's off. And I I dropped him off and he goes to this really beautiful school, that has this amazing teacher who has pointed to um offered a couple parenting books. And so I actually found one by Janet Lansbury called No Bad Kids. So listen to her book that day was talking about toddlers, but I just replaced a five-year-old for top and everything made sense. And it was she was talking about everything that made sense in my mind, mm-hmm. but a misunderstanding of how to implement that much respect. That much respect needs that strong of boundaries. And she talks about that our children are seeking to know that they have strong leaders in the house. And just like if you were in the dark, crossing a bridge, you would find your way to the railing so that you could feel safe. Mm -hmm. And kids are in the dark in this world initially and they're trying to find their place and they want to know where they're bound. And I heard that before, but in this scenario, it made sense. I could see it that I wasn't showing strong leadership in the house and I was misunderstanding that strong leadership meant that I win the battles. It's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's about having, you know, I mean, in that scenario and understanding what I would understood today, I would have come from love and understanding with him about his pancake. We still didn't have time. So that's the firm boundary. Sweetheart, this is what I have for breakfast. If you don't want to eat it, then that's OK. But this is all I have for breakfast. Yeah. So he still gets to be of choice. And I'm not shaming him or trying mm. to control him or take away his autonomy. Um, you know, or it might even be, hey, why don't we do this? We'll set the pancake over here. Let's not think about it. Let's, let's get dressed and see how you feel. Now, knowing him, he still would have been throwing a tantrum and he hits and stuff, but it when it, he hits, it's, I don't want you to hit me, uh, you know, I, can I help you calm down? So it's handling it in, you know, when when you're not in reaction mode as a parent, we can we can be guided by that real-time responsive intelligence that we know so well but our our children are our gurus because it's i used to teach yoga and there's a saying i i just came across in my office that the yoga begins when you want to jump out of the posture when the posture has become so uncomfortable mm-hmm. for you that's when yoga begins uh-huh. and like parenting that. is like jedi practice because you know, so I used to put my class in, in challenging poses and have them hold it there and just notice, observe their mind. Well, our kids give us that opportunity because they're always triggering us. And it's like, yeah. you know, so just finding our way to hold the love and understanding and respect while holding the firm boundaries. I mean, I am not by no means an expert at it, but I, that feels so good inside of me of what I want to become more of an expert at. And I've actually just hired Jameson's preschool teacher who is just amazing. She's going to do some parenting coaching. And just do the work that even just having her help to bring that heightened awareness is already changing my experience with my kids so much. That's
1: beautiful. That's the beauty of a coach. Well, I I wanted to ask you something. You said um, our children are looking for that strong leadership in the house. And I'm assuming you don't mean toxic masculinity, right? I assume you mean something.
0: Yeah. Somebody that can be a strong stand for their, their, they want contained, they want to know their containment. Okay. So like a strong leader, it has love and understanding and compassion and nurturing and firm boundaries. But the way, and this is what I started to experience, like. When I listened to the Janet Lansbury and she was talking about the hitting, it's like, I don't want you to hit me. You talk to your children like you would an adult. Yeah. Not like mommy doesn't want to be hit. I don't want to be hit. Or if you keep and 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 the shaming and the you keep hitting if you hit me, you're you're gonna get the punishment reward. It's It's like getting out of (laughs) TV. Exactly, exactly. That doesn't work even, you know. It it might momentarily, so we kinda think it does, but it doesn't in the long run. Mm -hmm. And so she, you know, the things that she offered to me. Like, I had this one moment with my son where he was hitting his sister, doing, and all the normal reactions were going on. But because of what I had been listening to and talking to this, um, my new parent coach, this, I didn't have to think about it as a strategy. But there was, in his meltdown and in his hitting, I said, I got curious. I wonder, I wonder what he's trying to tell me. Uh. What is he trying to say here? Uh He's got big feelings going on. And he's doing the best he can to communicate them. And he hasn't, and we haven't done, been doing a good job of listening. So he's been getting louder. But in this particular moment, I just thought about it. It was, you know, six o'clock at night, five or six o'clock at night and had a busy day. And I said, oh, Jameson, sweetheart, are you hungry? Mm. Do you want to go get a hamburger? <gasps> Mommy, I love you so much. And he's just like, just like, you know, you said Danny, little yeah. Danny did It, it was like. But I was like, I'll be damned. (sighs) And then there were other times when it didn't quite go like that. Like he kept hitting and I couldn't, um, I wasn't able to read what he was saying, but I wasn't, but I knew what to do. See, it's the second guessing as a parent that is so exhausting. Oh, yeah. So knowing what my boundaries are and having firm boundaries and those boundaries being designed from love and consideration for them (sighs) And the respect, it's easy to hold those boundaries. And so even though he's melting down and having a tantrum, like I wasn't second guessing myself in the moment. And I couldn't believe how like much easier that was, even though the situation wasn't going the way I wanted it to.
1: Timmy, the power of the conversations that you and I are
0: having
1: that this podcast is designed to have is you and I talked about that at the beginning of the month. The reason why I just told those other two stories about him aping on the floor and then me yelling, ah, and then me yelling at him the other time is because of the conversation you and I had about Jameson, right? Mm. It's like, these are derivatives of that, right? Mm. Like, you made me aware that that was possible. Yeah. And then I had to look at it and do research in my own life with my own children. Yeah. And something completely different is showing up in my world with my kids than shows up with you in your yeah. world with your kids. Yeah. But that's so true with each and every person that takes a moment to listen to this podcast and gets into whatever that space is. Because when we hear truth, right, Like when we really hear truth, like we got nothing to do, but like we could do whatever with it. Like, right. But like it oftentimes sends us into that deeper space, that deeper knowing that we have. And that's where we like have a like effortless navigation with our kids. Yeah. And interesting. I used to think I was looking for happiness all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like contentment mm-hmm. for me. It's like, if I, if I'm content, Oh, I told, I told somebody this the other day. I said, man, I feel like I'm content, but with superpowers. I don't know what the heck does that mean? And I was like, contentment is like where happiness comes from sadness, joy, and like whatever there is, comes from, like, when I'm content. But whenever I'm content and I'm feeling myself, not like, oh, yeah, I'm DC 360, I'm feeling myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm feeling like myself. It's like a superpower. Yeah. Because, like, that's what happened this the second time, where Danny, like, um I carried him downstairs, and, like, the thought is, like, you're going to listen to me. You're going to do what I say. You're not going to be running around the house. But well, by the time we got down there, it was nothing but love, right? It was like, yo, you could keep doing this, bro. Yeah. And he gonna keep on yelling, Ugh. right? And sometimes it's just that yeah. past experience and it's like that past experience informs the next experience and we forget that yeah. this experience will eventually be the past experience that we learn from. Oh, totally. Right? And
0: I love what you're sharing too because we can learn so much from each other. We're talking to some other parents in my son's school yesterday, and we were talking about how alone we feel as parents. You know, and 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 you and I have talked about this before. Like it just kind of like as getting into it and actually just reading that Janet Lansbury book, and and it's like, why was this so hard to come by? <laughs> you know, this like and it and it sort of was like, oh my gosh, when I was pregnant with both of my kids. I, you know, endless, you know, birthing classes and mindful birthing and all this kind of stuff. What to expect when you're expecting. Yeah. You know, your your birth is like, I don't know, 24 to 36 hours. I mean, I know there's some long ones and it can be really intense. But you parent for like, you yes. know, not just 18 years. I mean, it doesn't end when they turn 18. It's like you're parenting And it is so confusing because we don't speak kid unless you learn to speak kid. And so listening to, you know, the same thing that happened for you. I heard somebody share a different story. I saw a new possibility for myself and parenting in it. And then I lived into it. And it was effortless because it was there.
1: Yeah. So effortless, right? Like uh, I was talking to a friend, uh, Dave John, actually, we were talking about this. What is effortless, right? Effortless parenting. I was talking about parenting being effortless. The effort is the thinking that we have about the thinking or the type of parent we're trying to be. Yeah,
0: the thinking we have about our kids, who they need to be. It is the overthinking, the second guessing, the concerning and worrying and trying to control and like – and I've done. I'll, I've exhausted myself. I've burnt out on that. <laughs> but that's a good thing to do, right? Well, to burn out on
1: it. It's like we burnt out on it, right? And yeah. now we could tell you, hey, you you could go down that burnout path if you want to. But you could also hear these stories about how we did go down that, and we we did make the mistakes. Like like Demi's, like she just said this a second ago. She was like, I'm no expert, right? But then she told us a story about how like. You could go listen to an expert and what they tell you to do. What she told, what what she just did. Maybe, maybe not, right? But that's in every scenario where we go and we're like looking for an expert to tell us what to do. And when it comes to parenting, we innately know there is no telling me what to do when my kid pees in the middle of a floor while yelling. Like, yeah, I, like somebody could tell me, oh yeah, you're gonna be loving. Make sure to give him a hug. Well, he got pee on him. What do you mean, give him a hug? (laughs) You know, it's like it's like a he's he's like don't want to take his clothes off. He's like, no, I want to sit in my pee pee clothes. And you're like, uh, as a parent, right? Yeah. The the parent guru's telling you, well, the way you should talk to him is like this. And maybe that's true when you're in that space of awareness and you're noticing. The only thing left to do in that like for me is to be present with that kid. Yeah. And maybe something comes in my mind oh, that yeah. some parenting book told me about.
0: Oh yeah. Well, you know what's been so challenging for me too, Danny? And we've talked about this before, but um, you know, working with leaders and executives, um, really smart people doing interesting thing and things and helping them working with them to overcome their challenges and blocks to be able to go further. Um, and being really masterful at those conversations has actually been this like double-edged sword with my kids tell because me because i i'm i'm used to producing results in my work day and getting helping others get results and and then i go h- home to my kids and i cannot produce the result of having my son stop hitting or swearing wow wow i can't do it cuz cuz i i'm not speaking kid i'm trying yeah. to speak leader to him
1: yes yes
0: and 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 they they can't hear it nor should they they're, they're pure they don't need that they don't need what i'm trying to force down their throat but i can't see that and because i'm not getting the results i want i keep trying harder
1: when i worked at ups there was ups talk now that i'm a live coach there's live coach talk right a few words that we we say and like especially our in, like insight your mind thinking like these are words that me and demi like we say to each other we completely understand what they say <laughs> what we say to each other like we could get in a group of coaches right here and we'd be like oh, oh yeah what's the nature of conscious what's the nature of life <laughs> you know we can start talking about that stuff and we like just spitballing and somebody walks in the room and they like what are y'all talking about because that happens with my wife with accountancy right yeah the cool thing about being With my kids, which I'm so thankful for, is that I begin to speak kid a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not a verbal language, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, do you see me shining over here? Are you really going to poo-poo on that, dad? And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to let you go ahead and do that. Because like, Jordan Peterson says this, and it's like, when your kids are doing... Like, dangerous stuff, you got to let them do that. Like, if they're doing it safely, yeah. right? You got to let them do it. Yeah. And before I heard Jordan Peterson say that, he was like, oh, no, be careful. Oh, no, 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 be careful there. Like, oh, well, you know, me as an adult, I understand the dangers of, like, what happens if you don't hold on to the rail. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, what well, if you get a skinned knee...
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I watched my husband do that. I was, I was experimenting with this recently. My son was, we were jumping on the trampoline and he's like, watch this mom. And I've kind of learned this with my, my son is a, I mean, my husband is a rock and ice climber. And so Jameson just kind of has that tendency to climb things. And he's very agile. He used to scare me all the time and I used to do it, but I recently read something similar. And so he was he went up to the uh, where the deck is, so the second floor, and he went on the outside of the railing and was holding onto the railing to walk across and wanted to jump off on the off of it from the trampoline, and I'm looking at this situation thinking, if he fell, if he let go of the railing, he could die. Oh yeah. If he let go, if he slipped,
1: it's good parenting.
0: And right. And I'm like, I, I can't, hand, I can't handle my son dying. Like I, I would die. Yeah. Like that's what's going on, what's going on in my head. But I'm, then I looked a little bit closer and I was like, I absolutely know he'll be safe.
1: Yeah.
0: I've seen him climb things. I know how capable he that's is. He is and so I was like, yeah. So I was like, wow, you're strong. You've got a good hold. I, you know, you are amazing. You're a good climber. This is making mommy a little bit nervous, but I can see you're really strong. And let me just walk over here so maybe I could catch you, right? But my my husband came out and was like, Jameson, what are you doing? And he grabs him like, no, we don't do that. And I second-guessed that wisdom. and was like, uh, oh, that was, was that a bad parent moment that I didn't do that? Uh, and honestly, Danny, I don't really know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's
0: just sort of this thing of like, huh it's you know it's sort of like you can't get it wrong and you can't get it right you know it is like we just are yeah that is the perfect thing like i
1: I swear it is because like oh your kid has their the kid has his own wisdom right and you can't control your husband's wisdom all you got is yours yeah right yeah and at first you're like yo not gonna happen but then, like, you're like, well, like, I mean, this kid kind of knows, right? Like, because yeah. like, our kids know, like, while you were telling the story, I'm thinking of the story about Batman and Bane. I don't remember if Batman, beginning. I don't know. One of the Batmans. Bane is this guy that was in prison, or maybe it was a ch- the lady. I don't know. Somebody, Bane, the person, had to jump out of this prison that was in the dark. And the, everybody, there's a rope, and you could jump with the rope. But if you jump with the rope, you're likely not going to make it. Nobody's ever made it with the rope. But if you jump without the rope, you have the ability to actually make it. Mm. But if you don't make it, you're going to die. Right? So it's like, you could go practice with the rope, you could do it with the rope, but you will never make it with the rope. At some point, we have to take that leap. Yeah. And that could be anywhere in your life, right? Like That's what I love about that part of the movie. It's like, Jumping out of the depths of whatever to whatever you want, there is a leap. And our children, they make leaps. They make them. They make leaps. They don't make them. But our adult brains, everything is like everything is like whoa nope, uh-uh, nope. And there's yeah. no way to know, like yeah. what you said, yeah. right? Yeah. But like, how cool is it? Your husband out of nowhere came Just out came and was in. like
0: yep. whoop, whoop, yep. uh, nope, yep. uh, uh. like that's and I love what You said too, like, and I, I think as you said that, I even had an insight. Like, I think the only thing to not do is to second guess our wisdom and to not second-guess other people's wisdom yeah my sons my husband's and and um yeah that is and i love i love that analogy that's such a beautiful metaphor and and it's also but i think there it's also i was noticing the habit within myself to prevent my children from leaping Mm. to lean on the side of caution we think that's good parenting i know I know. But then it doesn't prepare them to like make those leaps. It's right. it what is it teaching them? It's it's teaching them to live cautiously. It's mm-hmm. it's teaching them, oh, maybe I shouldn't trust my body. I'm second guessing this. Like, so there's and again, I don't have the answers to this. I don't even know in that scenario that I shared what would have been the better thing for me to do as a mom. But I think staying curious and questioning the norms in our head, where those where those, what those are telling us really, what they, where they're really coming from, um, seems like a good, has really helped me in parenting. That's all we got. Yeah, that's all we got. That's,
1: that's what's crazy. It's like, we second guess the only thing we have. Right? especially as parents. And I get it. I get it. Because when I think that I am being a good parent, that looks different. That's what I love about the story. Just because... As a good parent, no, don't jump. <laughs> yeah. As a human being, that's allowing another human being to explore their boundaries. And look, I really don't know. You don't know, like, but if you feel if you feel comfortable doing it, yeah, I gotta give you the leeway to do that. Yeah, like in that instance. Yeah. but like the universe was like, yeah, nah, we're gonna say dad out there. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and another mom and another kid you know their wisdom might have played out very differently totally in that different. so there's a, there's no there is no cookie cutter you know. right or wrong of what to do as a parent there is getting better and better at tapping into our real time responsive intelligence yeah. trusting it not second guessing it yeah. more curious
1: with being it. more curious yeah. that's it like if your kid would have failed i told the story before kid got up on Aria gets up on the table everybody's on the table she jumps off the table her shoelace gets like tangled she then hits her head on the concrete bam she still wants to jump off tables
0: <laughs>
1: right like I think she recognized like up oh, yep something happened there right mm-hmm. I haven't seen her jump off any tables, but I can still tell she wants to do those kind of things. But that's what that's what happens with our kids. They either learn. Yeah. Right. Like we either stop them from doing it and we give them a whole bunch of baggage about it or they learn. Right. Like I recently started laying off my kids. Right. Like it's like um, the whole hot stove scenario. Oh, yeah. Don't go touch the stove. Get away from the stove. It's hot. get hot. Get away from the stove. It's hot. Right. Like I, it over and over and over. And I was like, you know what, kid, if you want to touch the hot stove after daddy's told you several times not to do it. like I'm going to hate having to deal with that. But you know what? You won't do it after that. Right. 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 Like, we
0: well, and that. I think that this like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I think the thing that kept me from I mean, that kept me and and my husband too, like being more. Like, don't do this, don't do that, do this, don't, you know, is this fear of them getting hurt? Mm -hmm. Like you were talking about, like it is, Mm -hmm. but it is really seeing that who they really are can't get, is so resilient. It's beyond physical resilience. It's, they are sparks of God. They are. They They and every one of us. With their own real-time responsive intelligence and they have wisdom that's really pure. And and letting that participate in the creation of the family dynamic of, yeah. you know, the structure of it. Like this, this, you know, parenting coach that, um, that I'm, she's coming over um, tomorrow actually. And she's gonna help us create family values. Oh. This is something that I've tried to do before, but being the one bringing it, the only one, like it was, I couldn't I don't know, I'm really excited to have some help in this, but it's really important to me that my children get to have a voice in what wants to be created in our home. Like in what they like the the, the, the rules and the agreements and all of that kind of stuff is not just coming from us, that their wisdom gets to participate with that. Jimmy I'm excited about it.
1: My kids went to Chick-fil-A with the grandparents yesterday. And the kids picked out their own stuff. All right. Like, is I guess Chick-fil-A right now, thanks Chick-fil-A, has the like touch screen, right? Like uh-huh, where it's like, uh-huh. you, there are no words. It's just like, you want chicken nuggets? You want a hamburger? And so they're pushing what Picture. they want, right? Mm-hmm. They were so proud when they got home, they ate all their food. Like, I mean, they eat Chick-fil-A, but they don't eat all of their food. Like, my daughter, she's chicken nuggets, uh, uh, macaroni and cheese. My son's like, chicken nuggets and fries, right? With some apple juice. Yeah, And it's just like, whoa. Like, yes, there are some things that we got to teach them. There are some things that we got to help them see. We got to help them see not to touch the stove, right? But at the same time, like, is that up to us to, like, Make sure at each and every turn they don't
0: they're so capable of it. their wisdom helping them see and learn and grow. I've shared this story with you, but do I have time to share it with the like
1: yeah we'll we'll finish it out with this yeah okay.
0: the um was story I read in an, a book that is helping me so much. It's called Everyday Blessings. Everyday Blessings. I mentioned it to you. Maybe you can link it in this um, podcast because it is, man, I wish I would have read this book like sooner. But in the book, there's a story that's told um, by some guy, I don't remember his name, but he tells a story of when he was nine years old, staying up in the Catskills Mountains with his family. And there he had two other friends, so three nine-year-old boys that they'd done everything, you know, fished and swam in the lake. They were kind of getting restless. So one day they pick up a park bench, all three of them carrying it above their heads and like, wow, our power, amazing. We're boys, these muscles. And they, so they're just wanting to do more with it. So they just get going and they start jamming it into this port, this building, this porch. And they just like, this is so cool. Yes, hear us roar they're, you know, and he says before we, he could have any remorse, there was a hole in the building and the owner comes out and he's pissed. And he gets their mothers. Their mothers are furious. They're, you know, their dads are in the are in the city working. And the mothers are, are saying to them, you know, your dad is going to be so furious and I'm going to let him handle this. So they sit with their mothers on the porch, the three of them, waiting for the dads to come home from the city. The first boy's father comes and... Um, the owner shows him around, he takes his son, and there's a crowd of people out watching, takes his son, takes off his belt, and whips him in front of everybody. This, and then gets in the car and goes home. The second dad comes and surveys the damage with the owner, comes and slaps his son upside the head, knocks him down, kicks him in the, in the legs and in the stomach. As he's trying to get up, he kicks him down again, slaps him, gets in the car, and leaves. And he's thinking, this, kid, this kid's thinking, oh my gosh, my dad's never hit me, but I've never done anything so bad. And he's sweating bullets. His dad finally comes, surveys the damage with the owner, comes and sits, looks at him in his face, doesn't say a word, just looks at him. Gets up, gets in his car and leaves and is gone for an hour. Comes back with sheetrock on top of his car and a bunch of tools. Doesn't say a word and is... Up all night repairing the damage this kid has mother with or this kid has dinner with his mother his dad's not there can hear him hammering and he 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 was gone all night and he's just like he he go he could said he couldn't sleep till three in the morning and he was sure his dad was going to be so angry he's going to give it to me the next morning the next morning it's a morning like every other morning they had a beautiful weekend wonderful weekend his dad never said a thing uh... He says he never forgot that, that lesson. He never forgot that experience. And to him, his dad knew that what was called for in the moment was respect, that the son was learning a lesson, yeah. that his wisdom was teaching him, and that public humiliation was just not an option for him. Wow. I mean, when I first read that, I just cried, Danny. I was like... It was, it, that's the level of res- parenting respect I always wanted to bring to parenting, but never knew if I really could, you know, like, am, are they not, if I, if the lessons don't come out of my mouth, are they going to pee on the floor when they're 25? But that story just showed me that it remi- it helped me really see that they are completely capable of learning from life. And every time my reactions interfere, they're, they're not getting it. It's, it's not really serving them. And that doesn't mean that I can't, I'm not going to have boundaries, but I don't need to put my reactions in the space. Yeah, Wow. Isn't that a beautiful story?
1: That story is just like, it hit me. Right. Cause like the I've been all three parents. I've been all three parents.
0: Me too. Me too.
1: Me too. (sighs) Oh. so beautiful wow mm. this is this is the power of this conversation this is the power of consistently looking at parenting at, at your journey as a human being it, it's like, i'm just blown away right now demi and i mean if like i don't even want to say anything else like it's like thank you for coming <laughs> thanks for being here but but like no for real, like if that's there any, all folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything in this conversation that piqued your interest, um you can reach out to me, reach out to Demi. We will link her stuff. Um, especially if you're out there and you're a business professional in some way and you got something going on. Demi is an amazing coach, amazing mother. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's what we're here for. Thank you, Demi, for dropping in. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. It just
0: Touching thank my you. spirit. Yeah, thank you. And I, if I could just say one last thing to your listeners, Man. parents, you are not alone.
1: <sighs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all have a beautiful day, and we love you.
0: Lots of love.